This world is a very vast, a very wonderful and beautiful one, and there are so many things to discover. But the most important journey I think all of us will go through is the journey in ourselves, to find our truth, to find who we are and what makes us happy. And in our culture, we are told that if we're beautiful, if we're skinny, if we're successful, famous, if we fit in, um, if everyone loves us, that we'll be happy. But that's not entirely true. Hey, everyone. My name is Mimi Blue, and you're listening to Human Dialectic. What does it mean to be depressed? Should we as human beings experience depression? I wanted to talk about this pretty lightly. I am by no means a physician. There is a wealth of information online for you to do research on this, but it always ends up being a topic that a lot of people want to discuss. And I wanted to obviously talk about it here, but I know winter is coming and I know some people are going to be experiencing seasonal depressions. And I know there are some areas where there will be lockdowns and 2020 was very, very difficult for many people, especially if you lived in the metropolitan area or you lived in an apartment where you're not really getting a lot of sunlight or you're not able to walk out, it's going to be very difficult. And quite frankly, last week with Facebook going down, this even made me think about how our environments stimulate our moods, whether that's entertainment or mainstream media or social media. But with Facebook going down, a lot of people either experienced a positive change where they were able to see that their mood improved or their state of uh, state of mind, their thought process improved. Or it was the opposite effect where you have individuals who were addicted and were having panic attacks. Correct. There were people having anxiety attacks for how long Facebook was down. Now, that is a separate topic in terms of why it was down. The whole whistleblower, I personally think that she... She seems like she's a fraud. She seems like she's a plant. But again, that's a separate episode. But I was just observing the various reactions. And what I found so comical about the people who felt as if they had an improved state of mind, they ended up running to Twitter and expressing how how much better they felt. Well, you can't just go from one platform to another and say that you are feeling better when you still have the addiction in place. So it's no surprise that these social platforms are designed to be addictive and they hit the exact same part that cocaine hits. And what what part am I talking about? Where, well, again, I'm not a physician, but there's a chemical which cocaine releases or at least helps the brain release and it's called dopamine. Everybody has heard that term dopamine. When do we get these effects of dopamine? Well, when we're excited, when we're intimate, when we're happy, those are the natural highs. But we're now getting them in artificial ways and we don't realize that it's controlling our moods, our emotions, how we react. So you have so many people who are addicted that when they're away from these apps, they become depressed. And that's really the topic of today is what is depression? What is loneliness? What can can you do? And 
again, there's a wealth of information out there, but this topic never seems to go exhausted because people every single day are suffering from this. And if we really did have the solution or if people were really um, happy, this topic would, would not keep coming up every single time. So what is depression? It is a chemical imbalance in your brain. And the chemicals that we are talking about, we, we mentioned dopamine, there's serotonin, and there is norepinephrine. Now, the symptoms that can be described when you have depression would be fatigue, lack of interest, lack of motivation, uh, maybe unhealthy eating, um, unhealthy mindsets, negative thoughts. You know, you're going to experience behavioral, physical, and psychological symptoms. Now, what is loneliness? Loneliness is not a sort of a disorder. It is a state of mind of wanting human interaction. And you can say loneliness can lead to depression. That is, depression is the effect. It is the outcome as a result of loneliness. It can't really happen the other way around. I think depression can can make people feel as if they are alone in their their circumstance or their situation. But I don't think depression necessarily leads someone to to loneliness, if that makes sense. Loneliness will lead to depression. Depression will make you feel as if you are lonely. But there are various ranges of emotions that we need to experience. And even though we're talking about the negative ones, there's has to be a balance. And the positive ones would be being happy, joyful, excited, um, surprised. I mean, that's that's on the opposite side of the spectrum. But what are the causes for both? Or I should really say, what are the causes for mainly depression, but sometimes loneliness could, could come out of, of, of these particular situations. So we have to think of it through a biological, psychological, or sociological nature. One common thing that I do see with people who are depressed or may feel lonely is childhood trauma. As much as... Sigmund Freud, there's some very questionable things about him. At least one study or at least aspects of his research can confirm that for many, many children who are not able to resolve their issues during their childhood, it will lead into or at least it will enter into adulthood, which will then affect the inability to function in society. We all know this. There may have been a traumatic event and it varies sometimes we label trauma through abuse and it could be through all forms uh, whether it's physical sexual um, verbal any type of, of trauma as a child there's also experiencing a traumatic event meaning you may have witnessed something and without you being able to resolve that issue it will enter into your child or your adulthood, excuse me, and it, it's, it could affect your ability to interact with people. So childhood trauma is a very common thing that I have, have seen, at least my personal experience with friends or coworkers or whoever was able to 
be open with me, or at least I was able to observe and know, have make an assumption as to where uh, certain depression, um, or at least where their depression was was stemming from. Your environment, another way to look at it, or something that may cause a depression or a feeling of loneliness is your environment. So that could be work, it could be home, it could be social gatherings, whatever triggers you, your environment may trigger the cause for you to be depressed. It can also be seasonal. So still continuing with the environment, you can have seasonal depression. So if you do live in an area where you're not getting a lot of of light, um, so the further away that you are from the equator, the more likely that you are going to have four seasons and you will get variations in um, sunlight. So if you are entering into the wintertime, the the availability of light will be very limited compared to the summertime where you will have over probably 12 hours of, of light, of sunlight. Nutrition. This is one thing that gets completely neglected in healthcare or in any type of research and by design. Nutrition is very, very key because if you're not getting the right vitamins, supplements, um, whatever it is necessary for your brain to function properly, you are going to be depleted of the the nutrition that you need. The American diet is absolutely atrocious. Absolutely. And this has been in the making for many, many years. Our food is really processed and we're not really eating a lot of homegrown organic and even even if something is labeled organic is very questionable too but just homegrown uh food whether it is from the soil or just not human made right let's just eliminate anything that is been man-made we're not eating the fruits and the vegetables and even if you do choose to eat meat. I mean, I don't have a problem with eating meat. Meat that is coming from a farmer and you know where the meat is coming from. You don't want to buy meat from these large conglomerates where it's like a, a plant, just like it's mass produced. So our nutrition has a huge effect on our ability to think clearly and to have a, a balanced, um, a balanced mindset, or at least our, our brain is functioning at the most optimal level. Relationships with people, that is another cause. I mean, look at your, the circle of, of the people that you hang out with. Do you feel better or do you feel worse around certain people? One prime example, I know this happens a lot in the Instagram world where you have to compete or at least you need to be in the same uh, social circles as certain people. And so you're projecting this image that you yourself, you are wealthy, you are happy, but guess what? It is the complete opposite. And again, you have to look at the people that you are interacting with. Do they make you feel better or do they make you feel worse? I mentioned traumatic events. Um, that could be a death in the family. Uh, it could be any other type of traumatic event that will cause you to fall into a depression. And then finally, the biological. So 
these can, at least de- depression can be passed down. It can be genetic. Now that can be up for debate, but I know that if your mother is depressed, she could pass that chemical imbalance to the child, the fetus, into the fetus. And when the child is born, it, that child, and trust me, kids are very, very smart. Um, that child will then have to process his or her environment to see if he or she is will, able to survive. And when you have that added level of depression, it can be very, very difficult, but it can be be beaten. Um, not every child will end up also being depressed, but it's just good to know that it is. it can also be biological. Now, anxiety, which is something that a lot of people have been talking about, anxiety is not the same thing as depression. Anxiety is more from the from the idea. It's not really an idea, but it's just the the fight versus flight. And it's really tied to your cortisol levels. And your cortisol levels are essentially your stress glands. And it works with certain parts of your brain to control your mood, motivation, and fear. Now, we live in a very stressful environment. If you are I don't know, working in corporate America or or you have a very stressful job or you're just under stress every single time. We are not actually using our fight versus flight um, mechanisms correctly. We are allowing the, the stimuli in our environment and these artificial stimuli, I should say, to control our moods. And so we are becoming overly stressed out, which then causes us to have anxiety and if you think of, of this before we even came into the more industrial world, we were only, as, as beings, we were only concerned about whether a predator would be out in the forest. If, if you were in the hunter-gatherer environment, while you're trying to search food, you would need to be concerned about any other predators that may be out there. That's when the fight versus flight really took, took shape. But now people get stressed out if they're about to lose their job. And I, I mean, rightfully so um, when you have all these responsibilities. But this is why you have many people who have anxiety attacks because their cortisol levels from like a nutritional nutritional standpoint, completely off. They're completely off. But at the same time, our environments, which have artificial stimuli, they're causing us to be in a fight versus flight mode all the time. So then are we supposed to be depressed? Are we supposed to experience this? And you have to think of it as these are just a range of emotions. Think of it as when someone dies, do you think it is appropriate for you to grieve? Is that part of the process? Think of somebody who was not able to grieve. How do you think mentally they are doing? And I can guarantee you they're not doing so well, but they have to function. And I get that your bills don't stop. Your life doesn't stop. You can't just stop. But I I do think it's very, very important for you to recognize that it is a critical emotion and a reaction to what has happened. I don't believe that people should suffer through depression, but we need to figure out how can we get through this. I've been depressed. I've been depressed for a very long time. 
Now, I was able to get out of it because I decided that I no longer wanted to deal with the past. And I also did not want to continue allowing it to consume my way of of thinking, my state of mind. And even with relationships that I had with people, I was not aware that I was sort of a, a dark cloud. When I um, recovered from depression, there were certain people that I met. And one of the things that they mentioned pretty early on in the conversation was, wow, you seem much happier. And to me, that is very shocking to have that type of, I guess, for someone to comment on my mood, it made me realize how much darker I was, or at least where I was back then compared to now. And even though you you will probably get brief episodes, I have better awareness if I know that it's coming and I try and fight it. And I have made personal changes in my life. And again, this this works for me. This may not work for you. But I do think that if we are still having this conversation about depression, we really need to understand why it is happening. Now, before even getting into the solutioning, let's talk about medication. I hope all of you are aware that during this time of COVID, and yes, I got to bring it back up, Insurance companies are not treating a lot of things due to COVID. Um, That's why you need to be very, very uh, hyper-focused on what these physicians are putting, like what codes they're putting into the system as part of the claim or what they're putting on your prescription. The insurance companies made so much money last year because a lot of people were not going to the hospitals, but now people are going to the hospitals and they're asking for medication. In some cases, they are paying for the medication, whether it's to treat depression or anxiety, but please be aware that the prices are increasing and that leads to the conversation about the pharmaceutical companies. Now, I know they are, the pharmaceutical companies have, and they carry a lot of weight, They don't want anybody talking about what I'm about to say right now. You may or may not know, but a lot of drugs have to go through the sort of the research and development phase, and it takes a lot of time. Now, I do think that they're becoming more reckless because they know that they're not going to be held liable for what's going on. And they're working in concert with a lot of governments. So pharmaceutical companies are now introducing new drugs into the market because they recognize that this new environment where people are being locked down, where people are are having a lot of anxiety. And when you have an economy that's not really, not really um, performing well, people are on edge and it, it just, it's, it's a bad situation, which means Issues are compounding, so people are trying to find outlets. Now, if you don't want to turn to street drugs, you go to your physician because you trust your physician. You think that your physician is giving you the best. And I'm I'm by no means knocking if you do take medication. There are some people who truly need it. What I am arguing against 
is the fact that pharmaceutical companies are increasing the prices. They're monopolizing everything and they're increasing the prices. I mean, in the beginning of this year, even though this is not about depression, people who are diabetic, they were paying close to $2,000 a prescription. People, those people rely on the diabetic medication. My argument here is that I want to be able to give you solutions that you can control. The pharmaceutical companies, the entire healthcare industry, they're all up against you, which means that if you are suffering from any type of depression or anxiety, there are ways, natural ways for you to recover. But if you do get on medication, please be aware that they are hiking up the prices and there are indeed, they invested a lot of time and money into this. They're going to try and reap as much as they can. And when you don't have the education that you need to get out of the cycle, you are going to end up being indebted to these industries and they don't give a damn. They don't give a damn. And one of the things that people don't want to talk about is when you have loneliness, and I don't know if you guys hear this, there's someone's mowing lawn, so my apologies. Hopefully it doesn't come through, but loneliness and depression can lead to suicide and death. I mean, that is that is key. When, when you reach a point in your life where you can't take it anymore, and if you know somebody who has felt that way, I think we've all had that cross in our mind. That is... That is one consequence. I just hope that just does not happen at all. Um, so what what solutions do we have if we don't want to be enslaved to these industries? There was one thing that I did talk about, which was nutrition. And if you've noticed that if you are locked in, you don't have the ability to be outside and to be absorbing ding, 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 vitamin D. Where do you get vitamin D from the sun? Now you're going to need a lot of vitamin D. If you already have very low levels, there are, you can obviously get this through prescription, but I, I would probably avoid anything that is artificial. Um, you really need to do an overhaul of your dietary needs and uh, whatever, whatever else that you are putting into your body. So vitamin D, if you are out and out, live in a place that's very sunny, it would be great for you to just go outside. Like even for 15 minutes, go outside. It would make such a big difference. Um, but also try and consume vitamin D, whether it's through foods or there are other quality vitamins that you can find and do your research. A lot of vitamins are coming through China and they're not, um, they're not of high standard. That's all I'm going to say. So make sure that you find good quality vitamin D supplements that will help you. The other one is fish oil. Fish oil is another way to naturally get rid of the chemical imbalance that you have. And um, the reason being is that it's a key, um, it's pretty key to certain brain functions and it will help reduce inflammation associated with depression. So you want to make sure that if you're going to consume fish oil, there are two types and that is EPA and DHA. And researchers have found that EPA is the one that helps the most when it comes to depression. 
another thing is vitamin B. So vitamin B also improves the brain health. Now, the other thing that is important to note is that certain vitamins do well, or at least can be absorbed better when you consume other vitamins. Now, I didn't list that here. I do believe with, and again, I'm not a physician. I need to keep repeating this, but you guys can do your own research. For vitamin D, I believe it is vitamin A and K that you would also need to consume so that vitamin D gets absorbed into the system. And then I also take magnesium. And I'm not just saying this because that's what the research shows. I actually do this myself. I also take magnesium. I know magnesium is just more, um, for me, it's just more muscular uh, to, to help with my muscles. But at the same time, I, I, magnesium should be consumed by anybody we are completely deficient of magnesium. We're also completely deficient of iodine. So if you're able to get those items, primarily fish oil that has EPA, vitamin D, but also make sure that you want to consume vitamin A and K if you want to increase the absorption of vitamin D, and then vitamin B, so vitamin B12, you know, for brain health. These are key and it's easy access. You are not going to be dependent on the pharmaceutical companies giving you the, the the medication that you need. Another thing is just talking. You'd be surprised how talking improves someone's mental vitality. And for some people, they may not feel as if they have people who can talk who they can talk to, which is why I think speaking to a therapist is if you need to see a therapist, by all means, go ahead and do it. There are actual um, methods where you don't have to pay to see a therapist. And what do I mean by that? At least here in the States, you can actually go to your, um, let's just say your, your local university or institution. They actually have therapists who are in training and they will take new patients and they won't have to pay. So patients will not have to pay. If you do encounter a therapist who is um, hired through the university or is in training and you are required to pay, I think it's really like 20 or $30. So if you are not aware of that, there are many ways to see a therapist. You don't have to see one for $200, $300 an hour or psychologist for $200, $300 an hour, you can see your local therapist that is in training. And typically that is through your local university. I don't know if they're doing things virtually, but I'm pretty sure that the information is there. What I would probably try and stay away from, and this is just my opinion, would be interacting with a robot. So now we're seeing industries that want to introduce a robot to help with depression. And I'm not going to knock it. I mean, if it helps certain people to talk to somebody, it kind of reminds me of the movie Her with um, Scarlett Johansson. And what was his name? The guy from The Joker. One, let me look this up. Okay, maybe it's probably not important. Yeah, I don't know if I'm pronouncing his name correctly. Juan Phoenix? <laughs> you know who it is, but the movie Her. It just seems really weird to me. Um, 
but I don't know, maybe the markets are going that way. I just don't think it's it's a natural move, but a lot of industries are trying to find ways to introduce robots into people's lives. So with that all said, the solutions that you do have, and I do hope that you're able to find out what's going on, what, what the depression is, why you're feeling lonely. I do believe that you have to look at your space, your environment, the people that you socialize with. Do you have any childhood traumatic events? The The leading question here to all of this is, can we can we be happy? And of course you could be happy, but you have to understand that happiness is not something that can be maintained forever. It is a state of mind, right? Some people feel happy when they make a purchase, but that's a that's a very artificial way of maintaining happiness. You got to look at your environment and see what truly do you do you feel absolutely blessed to have in your life. That's why there are people who have far far less than let's say um a millionaire. Let's just take that as an example. A lot of millionaires and people in Hollywood, they appear to be happy, but they're not. But if you go down to the countryside or you find somebody working at a grocery store who barely has enough to get by, that person, that individual could be much happier than somebody who is worth millions and miserable. And you hear it all the time. Happiness is a state of mind. It cannot be correlated to materials. It cannot be associated with anything that's superficial. You will know when you're happy. And I think most people will feel very happy when they know that they are able to meet their their basic needs. Their family is there. They have friends that they could trust and are loyal to them. That is happiness. And I can't define that for you, but hopefully you're able to figure out how to get out of this depression. You are not alone. Everybody experiences depression and loneliness at some point. The difference is, are you going to let it consume you? And I hope it doesn't because you can get out of it. The solutions that I provided to you are just a handful. There's so many ways that you can. I just hope that you are able to do it in a way where you are not addicted to something that will only give you a high for a brief moment and then you'll crash and then you have to find other ways to maintain it. 